Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Hound Dog, yourself, and me yep. shared water from an unknown origin in the height of a virus outbreak. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to stock up on uh, food, water, food, essentials. Now I'm going to shit my pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting up there. And also, coronavirus. You've got it. I'll it probably... <laughs> Mm-hmm. What was the first uh, the first big one? It was a few. It was probably like ten years ago. It was like start with an H. Mm-hmm. Norwalk, Norwalk. Okay, that's not an H though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jay and Dan, believe it or not, Jiffy saved the day once again. Red wine all over the carpet. Mm-hmm. Got home. Someone had removed all my windows. <laughs> Jiffy app. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're uh, sweating there over there. Am I? Holy, oh. you're like a... This is like an arid extra dry commercial, <laughs> but the before picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, God! Oh, it's everywhere! You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. COVID. Oh boy. Oh, I, I showed my daughters. You remember the um, the news reporter stomping the grapes and falls? I showed my daughters that YouTube video the other day. Can you find that stuff? <laughs> if you could find that, you just put news reporters stomping grapes. Um, it is that's all YouTube used to be. Yeah, it was just dumb videos <laughs> like Charlie. Still that Charlie be morphing. That's still what it is. Dumb videos. But hey, hope you enjoy it. Charlie bit my finger was the first millionaire family off of YouTube, I believe. Oh well. By the way, uh, don't forget to check out the Jane podcast. Stop. Okay, it oh, sounds no. worse. Oh no. Yeah, it comes back to the anchor and uh the man and woman anchor team. And we we can laugh because she went on, she's continued she's a news she said the wind knocked over. Oh, but if you've never seen it, show your kids since you've got some time. No. Yeah, we've all probably got a little more time on our hands now. Unless you're a doctor or you work at one of the grocery stores in the country. Yeah, I saw those people stocking the shelves last night. And oh, they were, man. They're working hard. They're like, when is this going to end? Well, it, I'm, my hope is that maybe some of the people who have lost their jobs or temporarily lost their jobs because of the outbreak... Maybe they can snag, you know, a few hours here and there at places like that. Amazon's apparently hiring 100,000 people. Wow, yeah, because Amazon, that's the best way for social distancing. Right, you get, your, you get all your stuff from Amazon. Uh, uh, let's talk about the theory that I propose to you. Uh, Stoff, Dan, tell me what you think of this. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world. He's got, I don't know, $100 billion, let's yep. say. Take thirty of it. Says just he says. Listen, I got thirty billion dollars. Let's let's get this fixed now. 
Let's get the brightest minds in the world in one room, six feet apart, of course, working on it. Round the clock, we'll do day shifts. We'll do night shifts. So all this stuff that normally takes a year, year and a half, we'll get it done in two months. Bezos fixes it all. He he gets the vaccine instantly. Everybody's saved. He not only does that, he gets... He gets the vaccine to everybody in the world. He pays for that. Okay? The world owes Jeff Bezos forever. Right? Yes. So he spent $30 billion. Guess what? Now we're going to do even more shopping at Amazon because we're so grateful. Yeah, he'll be on, like, currency? Bezos, do it! Bezos box. It'll be all Bezos box. Hey, man, it's raining Bezos. Oh, boy. Yeah. You, know, you and I both stopped at the grocery store after Sports Center with Jane Dan last night. Yeah, the, the food makers and the, uh, the food sellers, they're, the, they're doing okay. They're doing more than okay. But as I said, I, I, I tweeted this out over the weekend. There's a great line from uh, the night they drove old Dixie down where they said, uh, you take what you need, you leave the rest. Yeah. Yeah, people are forgetting that song from the band. Yeah. They're forgetting about it. Because you're seeing the worst of humanity, and that's what's frightening people. And social media does not help. No. Social media does not help. Because it is, it is natural for people to see empty store shelves, go into their pantry and realize, I have two rolls of toilet paper left. Holy what? Uh, uh, do I need to... Here's the other thing, though. As I've said on this podcast a million times, toilet paper, it's irrelevant. You don't need it. You jump into the shower, you scrub down. Yeah. Your bum feels better. You feel better. You're not chafing your ass with paper. And you're not ruining it for everybody else who decides they do want to use toilet paper. So start scrubbing. Yeah, so people are seeing those empty shelves and saying, oh, well, there's no food. I better go. But they're not going to run out of food. They've no. said that. It's not a food issue. Exactly. And it's not a issue. It's not a food and a issue. And then, are you not going to be embarrassed when finally we're allowed to have people over again and someone opens a door in your house and they're like, what the They did an interview. You've with got like, a room full of toilet paper. Exactly. They did an interview with like the CEO of Kimberly Clark, whoever makes Kleenex and toilet paper. He was like... You're not using more toilet paper. You're just putting it in your house and it's sitting there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do this. Um, I retweeted this over the weekend as well. This uh, this gentleman, Mackie Taggart. Any relation to uh, Jeremy? I don't think so. Who is this cat? He's regional director of news, global news. Hmm. In, In Peterborough. Ah, I didn't even know that. Okay, so it okay. uh, looks like you got a, a buddy there. So he tweeted out uh, this caption, said, This poster was produced in 1918 during the First World War. Might be time to put it back in circulation. It's a, it's a picture of a couple. They're in their home. They've got bags of flour, bags of sugar, and it uh, looks like a police officer's walking by the window and they're hiding. So it says, Are you breaking the law? Oh. Patriotic Canadians will not hoard food. There you go. There you go. So people will be like, what? It's, it's, I'm not hoarding food. It's toilet paper. No, you're hoarding. Yeah, you are absolutely And people hoarding. are hoarding, like, uh, diapers and baby formula. What the f*** are yeah, you doing? Yeah, what is f***ing wrong with you people? Like, seriously, f*** you. Now, having said that, <laughs> today... Hey, can I dumb it down? Because some people are still saying, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? 
I can explain. Why are it. we doing? Why are we going into lockdown? Why are we shutting down sporting events? Why are we shutting down restaurants? What? Oh. I can should do- be pretty obvious. No, some people still don't get it. They're like, "Well, we didn't do this for SARS." The reason we're doing it is because the hospitals are already overloaded. So if we had sporting events, and you're going to have 100 to 200 people each of those events get the virus, then your hospitals have no room. And then you have to do what they had to do in China, build new hospitals to house everyone. And we don't have the Chinese ability to build hospitals in five days. (laughs) And there's no ventilators, because that's the biggest problem. So the reason we're doing this is so the hospitals... They would get overrun. They would be overrun if we didn't do what we're doing. The whole point is to get the number of positive cases down to a manageable level, which is what South Korea has done and China has done and other countries that actually listen to their leaders and don't go to the nightclub on Saturday. Yeah. But, like, Trudeau comes out on Monday, and everyone thinks he's going to declare a state of emergency, which is why I... I mean, two trips to the liquor store Monday. But, that's hey, fine. that's fine. That's neither here nor there. I went, I, I, I went once. And I was like, ah, I'll get a queso, queso red. That'll, that'll be good. And then I had to go back in the same area. And I was like, eh, maybe I'll get a few more bottles. <laughs> so I feel bad. Were there empty shelves there? Not empty, but it was definitely getting picked over. Mm. People, I think the word was out that it was, we we're going to get a state of emergency declared. And then Trudeau comes out and he's like, eh, we're not going to let uh, anyone in the country who's in Canadian, but we'll make an exception. Diplomats, U.S. citizens. Well, that's... Just shut it all down. Yeah. Just do it. That hey. we need that direction. We, we can't help ourselves. We can't. It's, we love freedom. Yes. We've, we've, it's been given to us. It's all wonderful, except in situations like this. We need it. Tell us to stop going out and put it into law. Shut it all down. And you've probably seen the tweet, people saying, well, they're asking us to stay home. We aren't asked to go to war or live live through the Great Depression. We have to stay home. This is the problem. I saw another tweet. Someone said, our generation didn't have enough stuff when we were kids so we would just be bored but you got used to being bored yeah nobody can be bored now and just sit and read a book and watch television or go out in nature i told you i went to the the crown lands over the weekend with my daughters and we walked around and usually there's two cars there there was about 20 to 25 and i said to the girls i'm like "Ah, last resort's always nature yeah you were like this i gotta walk walk. oh there's a tree Keep there's, your distance from others. There's another walk. tree. Uh, yeah, it's just... Hey, you know what? I just thought of something. But I feel so much for the small businesses. Oh, I know. It's, it's horrible. We feel for you, and we're here to take your mind off all that, hopefully. Um, if you work for a food company, you, you make a product, now's the time to go into a grocery store and see the popularity of your product, because there's some on those shelves where no one has touched them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's true. It is kind of a, you know, it's a weird thing. Like, if your company's product is still on the shelves at your local Safeway, might want to rethink everything you've ever done. One of them I saw was, 
healthy pasta. No one wants that. Yeah, nobody wants that healthy pasta. You'd think, though, because all the rest is gone. Nope. That's how bad that is. <laughs> wow. So you go in there like, ah, oh, finally, we've got some sales. That healthy <laughs> Yours is the only one. And the healthy food section uh, at my grocery store, untouched as well. Like all the, all the really, well, it's, it is rather expensive stuff. But you go into the, the mom and pop small convenience stores and small grocery stores in my neighborhood. They still have stuff. They still have toilet paper. They still have all those things, which goes to show you how those, pl- those places have been abandoned by the general public. Everyone just wants the convenience of, you know, it makes sense. Easy parking, go in. But I, the, I went to the Metro last night, and I often stop there on the way home because it's one thirty in the morning. It's easy to grab. You know, Metro, milk good or whatever. grocery stores. Yeah, I grab, you know, I grab milk or whatever for the kids. And usually there's, there's one woman working there, and she's just helping the idiots who are coming in off a night shift and can't work the self-cashiers. They can't do it. So she just, she's like, just do this and do that. So it's usually like her, me, and two other dudes. <laughs> and last night, you know, there's like, I don't know, 100 people in there at really? 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Only and two in mine. <laughs> there was. Yeah. There's in, only two people there. Where, now we're in Newcastle? In Newcastle, yes. At the Foodland. So this is like Bathurst and Lawrence, like right in the middle of the city. And so I got it. But like, yeah, I talked to her. I was like, wow, normally it's just you and me in here. <laughs> like, I know. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, it's a, oh man, I, I do, I just feel for the, the restaurant owners, they put their whole life, their whole, uh, their, not only their savings, but everything. They and they are employees. Work nights. Yeah, they employ so many people. New businesses set to open, they're like, well, what the f- do we do now? Yeah. You it, think of all the bands, the, the people that work with the bands, the people yeah. that work at the venues, exactly. it's just the, the ripple effect is astronomical. The, the bands are the worst, because the bands... That's their only source of income now. All, all the bands. The, nobody's buying music, so they've got to have concerts. Uh, it's a killer. It's just, just a killer. I just watched Trudeau walking out of uh, his place today to do the announcement. He should have done a pratfall. It would have been great. Like, just come tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty I can't breathe. And then people would Oh. oh, but again, Trudeau's delivery. Again, I'm not, I'm not for any political party, and I've made fun of his delivery before, but when he said, now's not the time to not speak to one another, pick up the phone, email, send a letter. <laughs> like, Let me be clear. If you're abroad, it's time for you to come home. <laughs> okay, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Sounded like though if you if you're a woman, I was gonna say uh, it's time for you to come. What home. about the men? <laughs> if you're a bro- <laughs> actually after he said that, I texted uh, James Duffy, who's in Turks and Caicos, and said, "I guess you're not coming home, buddy." <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about trips. So Duffy was away. You were supposed to be away. Yeah, you weren't I, supposed to be here for I'm this not podcast. Supposed to be here. And by the way, we started. The show last night, and I watched it when I got home. I said, you weren't supposed to be here. It sounded like I was saying you were supposed to be dead. Right. But you yeah. weren't supposed to be here physically because you were... I was supposed to be on vacation. Yeah. I was supposed to be in Palm Springs. And man, that was crazy because we were packed. And I mean, like, 
the bags were at the door. We were about to go to sleep, and we had to get up at 5 in the morning the next morning to hop on a flight. And then I'm like on my phone, Rudy Gobert, positive. I'm watching you guys, you and Kayla. Oh, the Tom Hanks thing, that was the other thing. And my wife, my wife was, uh, was a week before. She my was, wife. She was already like, mm, I don't know if we should do this. And I was like, ah, it's fine. We'll go down. We'll come back. And uh, so anyway, she comes down. She sees the Gobert thing. She's like, let's just not go. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. And then about an hour later, you know, we're sitting there drinking wine. And she says, if it was up to you. Would, you, would we go? And I said, yeah, yeah, we would. <laughs> so if it was up to me, we would be stuck in the States right now with two tiny children. What a f- nightmare that would have been. Yeah, you made the right call. But that But I, my folks are trying to get back now. Because they live there in the winter and they're trying to get, get back here. They've got a flight on Thursday. Are they they gotta go it? through Vancouver. That is gonna be a nightmare mm-hmm. of a customs line. Good God. My mom's already stressed out flying all the time. She's gonna need all the Ativan. Did they all of it? Maybe drive. Did they think of that for a second? They they've thought of it. But it's such a boring drive. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I'm, obviously, they'll do it if they have to. But it's so much better to fly. So yeah, that Wednesday night, working that night was... Oh, man, that must have been crazy. It was insane. It, it's never happened before. That I yeah, arrive I at work... I, just, I took a drink. I literally was spit on myself. I arrive at work so, and G-Ball's Someone's like, going to get COVID here. G-Bone's like, uh, he was producing that night. Uh, Greg Bonetta, one of our producers, because Tim was off. He's like, season, it's done. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, NBA season, it's over. I'm like, oh, what? it's finished. What's happening? I just, I just got here. Rudy, so, I'm wiping down the, my workstation here. Just showing you how to do it. Yep, you got to wipe her up. Plus, I just spit all over. So we don't know if the leagues do come back. They're probably going to play without fans because of uh, yeah, the. That's. Uh, that's what Woj, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, tweeted yesterday, right? He said, best case scenario, June with no fans. I hope right now they've got people filming the behind-the-scenes brain trust of uh, all the leagues because day yeah, by day. Be fascinating, wouldn't it? Day by day, yes. they're saying, okay, if we, uh, okay, so it's moved back to another day. Here's what we're going to do in this. So if uh, we move to next Monday, okay, here's what yeah. we do in that situation. So That's a great idea, like a documentary. You think they think, like, I mean, they've got so many other things they have to think about and so many decisions they've got to make, but... Yeah, if you're like NBA films or whatever, so there's, there's like a film division. They'd be like, can we just get out of your way? We need to, we need to document this. Yeah. Because this will be fascinating for people to watch. In the because there must be a cutoff date for sure for every league saying, okay, if we don't get playing by this point, there's no season. We're done. Well, I was more reassured when the day after the season was uh, postponed, the Thursday morning, right away, Mark Cuban was like, We'll be playing in August. It's no big deal. We'll play in August. Like, we'll do the finals in August or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Like, why not? Like, nothing's going on in August, really, in sports. So, sure, go for it. If you can figure out a way to do it that's fair, everyone obviously would like it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I've got to be honest. I, I, don't, I don't know that we're going to have NHL, NBA, 
Oh, I don't. I just don't think we're gonna have. I think those seasons are done, and I don't think they're coming back. My I hope I'm wrong. My brain can't. Well, my brain can't do a lot of things, but my brain can't wrap itself around like the concept of this even happening, because it's never been done. So I'm like, I, I don't know the scenario of fixing it, and then. The only one I see that can fix it easiest is Major League Baseball. You play too many games already. True, true enough. Yeah. So guys, well, let's have a sixty-game season. Mm -hmm. Yes, perfect. Absolutely. People Why are not? all of a sudden 50. baseball. It's my yeah, favorite sport. Love it. It's great. They're practically playing in empty stadiums anyway. Yeah. Nobody's going to games anyway. That's a great point, though. Baseball can handle it. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, all I know is. We need more leaders to come out and tell us what the f to do. Not necessarily, I realize that not everybody knows what's going to happen or where we're at, but we need leadership. And there is no leadership in North America right now that anyone really trusts or feels comfortable with. How do I know this? Because the stock market in both countries is in the shitter. And it's like, we just need someone to come out and say, here's the deal. Everything's shutting down for four months, period. You have to stay home for four months. When it's over, small businesses, restaurants, all of you, we're going to take care of you. But you got to stay home. Everyone stay home. Stay home. No play dates. No anything. Stay home. And then I think everyone would be like, okay, all right, fair enough. So at the end of right this... Right now, everyone's like, oh, can I still go to second cup? <laughs> Because I drove by second cup today. There's like 25 people in there. Yeah, like, what I'm are you doing? There. I'm not going in there. <laughs> so at the end of this, are we going to have like a COVID stock? Like we had a SARS stock? So I, I wanted to send a tweet, but I never did because I thought it would be, might upset people. Oh, if you send a tweet, if you say hi, people are like, oh, you think you're better than me? You think SARS stock was fun? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to say SARS, uh, like COVID. Concerts, gatherings, everything canceled. SARS, let's hold a festival and throw at Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, they threw water bottles. They threw it at Timberlake. They threw a festival. They gathered everybody. Yeah, it's different. Different time. I always do my uh, voice of uh, Twitter commenters that I uh, run into. I ran into that person in real life. Um, and my daughter was present. So I did the right thing. Uh, in my community, there's a little uh, seniors complex where it's not in a building. They've got their own little apartments, and you can walk right up. And I've helped deliver stuff there before, so I actually know a couple of the residents. So I'm like, said to my daughters, I'm like, guys, let's go see if they need anything. Went door to door. All of them are like, oh, thank you so much for checking. Can you check in next week? No problem. It's myself, the other... My uh, niece and my other daughter sat in the vehicle, and my youngest, Ruby, came with me. She was in a unicorn onesie. We are very harmless-looking people. Mm. Are you? We, we get to the one door. The lady's on the phone. She's eyeing us up. She's like, I'll call you back. Oh. She goes, who are you? Oh, I'm like, Mama. My name's Dan. What do you want? I'm like, well, we're checking to see if anyone needs any supplies right. because um, the stores might be getting shut down. She's like... You should not be doing this. You should not be here. I'm like, she goes, do you have an official badge? I'm like, 
An official badge there's for no, the seniors' home? There's no badge for checking on people, <laughs> is what I said to her. And she's like, you need an official badge to be here. I'm like, I'm just trying to be nice. She goes, well, it's a nice gesture, but you should not be here. I'm like, wow. I wanted to just say, F- you, lady. And I just turned to Ruby. I'm like, what the? She goes, what just happened? I'm like, I don't know. And then we left. We still had 20 places to go to. I'm like, uh, screw this. Really? But here's my question, based on... And that bothered me the rest of the day. I brought it up 400 times. I'm like, I can't believe that lady. Yeah. Because you wanted the validation. You wanted everyone to love you, but it'll never happen. No, I didn't. I didn't want... It'll never happen. There'll always be someone who's an ass. How do you be an ass in that situation? Because something in her life went wrong. That's... And that made her that way. Yeah. And... If we could sit her down with a therapist, we'd find out what it is, but we don't want to do that. And is she going to call... Alan? And I hope that she calls her friends and, and tries to paint us in a bad light, and they say, well, he was just asking like, if you needed anything. I, can you believe he did that? Can you believe he did that? Still bothering me. You should go back. Oh, I am. When but you su- should act like nothing happened. When like you should just walk up and be like, just checking in. When there's no supplies... I'm gonna like get when some, the zombies are here. When when I, the COVID I'm gonna have zombies. some Popeyes eat it right in front of her place, and she's like, "Oh, food!" I'm like, F- "You better yet. Yeah, you should, you should go to a room, knock on the door, be like, just checking in." She'll be like, "Again, I told you not to." Be like, be like, "Oh, just hold on one second. Then drop your pants and take an enormous <laughs> right in front of her door. Then take a." extra large roll of toilet paper that you hoarded from to- from Costco and wipe your ass with it in front of her. <laughs> Using only one roll, but then take all the other rolls. And she says, oh, but I could use some of that toilet paper. Nope, it's mine. You know what I did to go home? I was irate. So I got a lanyard out and I wrote official badge of person. And I just put it, I'm like, okay, Ruby, we're going back. I got an official badge now. She's like, are we going back, Daddy? I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> she brought you back down to earth. She's like, Daddy, are we really doing this? <laughs> Daddy, are you going to fight, Glamma? <laughs> Maybe you should run. Ow, 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 stop, ow, stop, ow, ow, I can't breathe. Oh, no. I love the anchor. Oh, no. No. (laughs) I think she's really a herd is what they say after that. She's actually hurt. No, I think she is. Yeah, she's hurt. She took a hard fall off there. Okay. Gosh, I hope she's okay. (laughs) Okay, let's check on the weather now. Uh, Al? AccuWeather with Jim. Jim? Ooh. Bad day for stomping grapes. I was watching the, the local news. Why do they still go so long on the weather? Show me the five-day forecast. That's all I need. I think... I bet you, though, if you were sitting in focus groups, the, people like the weather. People like that. They, and they... You know how the weather... Remember L.A.? It has changed my life. All those weather guys... <laughs> All those weather guys in L.A. were just like... Oh, yeah. Right, they're all game show hosts, essentially. They looked like slick game show hosts from the 70s. Dallas Reigns. People like, people like those guys. People who like local news love their weather guy.
No, who probably doesn't like them. That old lady. Oh, I think she, that's the only thing she does like. That's probably what you did. You interrupted her. She was trying to watch Tom Brown on CTV. Oh, no. I saw her. She was watching us go door to door, and she was on her phone. Oh, she. So maybe she thought you were trying to steal something. That could have. Like, maybe someone stole something from her once and looked a little bit like you, shady. I was with, with, the, uni- hair, I was with the unicorn holding a pad saying, hey, can we get you anything? That's probably and what the previous And she thought I was like thief some for. big scam. Oh, should we should we call our guest? Yeah, I suggested we have this guest because of his positivity, especially in a time like this. I couldn't agree more. I thought it was an excellent suggestion, and uh, in the light of the NBA season being postponed, it's good because we can talk to him about this. It's uh, it's TSN NBA analyst Leo Routens that we're going to be calling. I assume, so Leo, well, we'll ask him. I assume he's back in Florida. He lives full-time in Florida now. So this is an interesting perspective for him because he's from Canada. His family, his sons still live in Canada. So it's got to be weird for him when stuff like this happens. Also interesting to get the comparison between the two. I don't want to ask him. Florida's weird, man. I have really bad lower back pain. Hopefully he can help because he has major back pain. He had major surgery. Yeah. We're going to ask him about that. Um, yeah, it's a weird time. Weird time. It was fun talking to Ray Ferraro on our TV show yesterday. He has a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. And so he's going to be home with them for potentially months. And uh, Ray is a, um, he's a fiery guy. I think that would be fair to say. Yep. Like, what Leo Routens is laid back, cool, calm. Ray is kind of the opposite, like fiery, intense, type A. So I wonder if, because Leo, you have four sons. Can you imagine if you were home with the boys for like months? You know, like like that would have been pretty pretty crazy for you. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Have you, have you ever seen that movie, Mr. Mom? Yes. Michael Keaton. That's me. I don't. I can't do any of that. You know, like two twenty, two twenty-one. I don't know what I'm plugging into. Right? I, I have no idea. And uh, and if it, if it's a matter of hanging around with the dogs and the kids and changing diapers, I'm. I could do that twenty-four hours a day. Seriously, I'm with you. So you're good for. So you could handle this uh, the self isolation type thing. No problem. Uh, well, you know, I think it all depends on the environment you're in. For example, okay, I'm 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 at home in Florida right now, and kind of you know in a quiet neighborhood, so you don't have to really mingle with anybody if you don't want to, and you know got a pool yard, dogs, you know, just hanging out. So I, I don't have to worry about anything really, and uh, as far as uh, encountering anybody or, or doing like that, so I can kind of be isolated here and. And hopefully uh, stay healthy and until and till a lot of this passes. And Leo, when we were setting up this interview, I mentioned how we wanted to have you on because of how positive you are. And you're the person to put everything in perspective because uh, you seem to have a, a grasp on life. Well, I, I don't know. I hope I have some sort of grasp, but... Um, hey, you know, the only way I, I find that I can go through what I do, um, and I've seen what my family has gone through, and I'm talking about my parents, my grandparents, just to get to the life that we have, um, it's always positive. And, and 
you know, what, what's your choice? You can you can hang your head, you can bury uh, bury your head in the sand, you can you can you can cry all day, or you can pick up your boots and say, hey, what what's next? What do I have to do? And there's always there's always a positive side to almost everything, and that that's that's the side I choose to live on. And uh, uh, I try to you know I, I thought I had a great example uh, in my own parents uh, from what they went through, and uh, I try to I try to pass that along to my kids. But uh, uh, I think I, if I have to make a choice, that's the way I want to live. And uh, for listeners who don't know your parents' story, can you give us a a, a quick uh just a quick summary: of What they they went through coming over to North America? Yeah, well, my my, my father's Latvian, my mother's Lithuanian, and uh, you know when the Russians came in uh, and took over, uh, my family, you know, my father's family was slaughtered. Uh, my mother escaped with her mother and grandmother, uh, and at some point in time, uh, in 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 trying to run, and everything was taken away. Their their homes were burned. My, uh, my my grandmother watched her husband uh, burn be burned in a prison. Um, just the, the horrific stories that I heard. Uh, they spent time in a prison war camp, uh, and my dad actually had an. Uh, my my dad befriended, or I should say, my my mother uh, and and her 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 mom and grandmother befriended my dad. Uh, they just kind of met through this whole process, and they were in a prison camp where you don't know if you're going to be alive tomorrow, right? You, you know, your life could just be over. And uh, my dad actually had a chance to escape, and uh, he was given a, a uniform by a guard, said, hey, walk out the door. And he said, I'm not walking unless they're coming with me. <laughs> so wow. it's, a, it's a pretty incredible story. And then, you know, you come to, a, you, you know, you, they had to do it in stages because of, you know, they tried to get in the United States, Argentina, Brazil, different countries uh, because of, uh, you know, how, the ages and numbers. Uh, Canada ended up being the only country that they could get to, uh, and they couldn't do it all at the same time. And fortunately, my mother actually learned English at a young age, which was a huge advantage uh, in the whole process. I mean, they, between the two of them, they, speak, they spoke like six languages apiece. Um, and they, they found a way to make it. And, uh, uh, you know, you come with nothing. Like, here, here, here's the perspective I have on that whole thing. That I, I played professional basketball in Europe, right? And, you know, you get paid well. They take care of everything, give you a house. They give you a car. They, you know, they, they take care of, you know, you need something. Hey, what can we do for you? And it's still a transition, right? It's still adjusting. It's, it's a new lifestyle. It's a new language, new everything. I can't even fathom going to another country where you don't speak the language, oh, you totally. don't have any money, you don't know anybody, nobody cares. A lot of people don't even want you there, and you make a life. And so that's that's kind of what I go on, right? That's uh, that's what I was raised by, by. Those are the people that raised me. I saw what they did, how they did it, and... Uh, you know, I, I can't make any excuses because uh, my life will never be as hard as theirs. Yeah, that puts everything in perspective. So we aren't diminishing people's problems now because a lot of people are getting laid off. Uh, they, they have to worry about child care. They have to worry about so many things. But we kind of have to just say, hey, let's take a breath. We're all going to get through this together. Yeah, and I, and I think that, that the key is together, right? Um, you know, we're all in this together, and we all have to care about each other. We have to find a way to help each other. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, corporations, uh, banks, uh, government, the government, 
um, you know, private people. We're seeing it now uh, with the NBA, for example. Uh, different players stepping up for the for the hourly workers or the wage wage workers that are trying to come in and just survive, right? I mean, the, the people that are taking your tickets, for the people that are working concessions. I mean, those, those dates, that money means such a great deal to them. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of players uh, step up, teams step up. Um, Steph Curry and his wife out in Golden State, they're uh, they're, they're taking care of meals for uh, spending over a million taking care of meals for kids, which people forget. You have no school, there's no meals, and for a lot of these kids, those meals are the most nutritious part of their day, yeah. uh, as far as what they're going to get. So, you know, we're all in this together, and hopefully, you know, it, it's going to hurt a lot of people severely. I, I have a friend that uh, just just opened a new restaurant, and. You know, he he shut it down before they even told him to shut it down because he said, you know, hey, I don't want I don't want people getting sick. I don't want to be a part of the problem here. Uh, and you know, I know from having owned a restaurant and having been in a tough situation to start that if you lose one, two, three months uh, when you're just starting a business, um, sometimes you never recover from that. And uh, so it, it, it's it's going to be difficult times for a lot of people. But like I said, if if everybody does this together, um, hopefully we all get through it, and we will. Um, and it's so important right now that people just listen. I mean, don't panic. Uh, don't live in fear, but be smart, right? Listening, listen to what people are saying, uh, because I truly believe this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And, you know, they, a, lot of, a lot of the experts are saying we're about 10 days behind Italy, and we see what's happening in Italy. And I, you know, I have friends over there, and it's horrible. Uh, to hear what, what's going on there. And, you know, we, we want to try to avoid getting to that point. The only way we can avoid getting to that point is that everybody is listening. You know, stay in, you know, self-isolate. Don't go, you know, don't go out in groups. Uh, be smart. Wash your hands. All the little things. Everybody's got to do it. So at some point in time, we can flatten this curve uh, and get on the on the right side of this virus. Leo, I don't know if we're going to have... And a complete NBA season. I, you know, it's hard to to see it come through at this point. Obviously, Adrian Wojnarowski reported yesterday that that the kind of best case scenario seems to be June with nobody in the crowd. Um, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe it's not. I'd like to look back though, sort of a you know, a, to follow your way of life to be more positive. This has been a great season. That's what's such a shame. It's it's been such a great season in the NBA. So many interesting and fun storylines. Is there is there are there a few things that have stood out to you so far in this season? Well, you know, I, I think coming on the heels of the championship, a lot of people wondered, you know, what's going to happen, and a lot of experts said the Raptors are done. Okay, Kawhi's gone, and which I thought was a little ludicrous because how good a team the Raptors were. Uh, and how well they played without Kawhi, and the fact that you win a championship, it changes you, right? It changes your who you are. It changes your makeup. It changes your confidence. And this team just, uh, and a lot of these guys just got better, you know, going through all that. And you know, so to see the way they started this season with that chip on their shoulders, where you know, a lot of times they say you got a championship hangover. Well, their hangover was done, you know, two days after they won it, just by what everybody was saying. And, you know, and, and my, my, my idea of the championship hangover for the Raptors was a good hangover. One that, hey, let's just keep this going, right? Let's keep the party going. And that's the way they started the season. And I, I thought it was so impressive that, 
everybody completely on the same page. Everybody's working. The new guys had to buy in. Nick Nurse, you know, made them buy in. Um, and just to see then, then, then you look at the injuries, right? And how they were able to absorb that. So the season gets suspended. The Raptors are in second place in the East, one of the top teams in the NBA. And, the, and you can count on one hand how many times they played at full strength this year. And to me, that, that's remarkable. It, it talks about character. It talks about the coaching. It talks about management, how they put this whole thing together, uh, and the leadership from within. So to me, all those things stand out. I, I, I was having Honestly, I was having a ton of fun calling the games this year because it was a different guy all the time. Uh, adversity didn't seem to matter. You talk about looking at the positive side of things. These guys, there's no negative view viewpoint with anybody in this team the way they approach the season. So, um, I, and, and I guess if I'm going to look for a silver lining, if, uh, if the suspended season does come back, then guess, guess who's going to be healthy? The Toronto yeah. Raptors. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so if, there, if there's going to be a positive for the whole thing, that uh, all the Raptor fans will see, you know, all 15 guys ready to go. Now, you mentioned coaching. Nick Nurse, he wins a championship his first year, and then in his second, he's on pace to be coach of the year. Have you ever seen a coach have a start to a coaching career, like a head coaching career, like he's had? No, I actually cracked up. Uh, I, I made a joke during one of our games. Uh, recently, that if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the basketball, play coach. The next game I win, I'm gonna punt the basketball as far as I can to stand, walk off the court as the winningest coach of all time with a <laughs> ring. I mean, how good is that, right? Yeah. Just walk off the court, and you uh, know it's remarkable. And you know you got to give Masai a lot of credit on this one because you know when 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 he he had to move Dwayne Casey, and it was time, and that's always difficult. Uh, you know, you know, you so you got if you develop from within and you and you look at what you have. First of all, you got to bring in the right people, and then they're developing. He had a pretty good idea who Nick Nurse was. Uh, you know, he had him on his bench. He, he saw him firsthand, and again, he brought him in knowing who he was. And so, I, I thought Messiah had a really good feel for what Nick Nurse was going to bring to the table, and. And I'll be honest with you, like I've, I've been around this game a long time. I've seen a lot of coaches, uh, played for a lot of coaches. Nick Nurse is, isn't just a good coach. He's a great coach. And, he, you know, the way he handles things. Um, you talk about a positive attitude, man. It's like this guy's a – he's like the mad professor. You go up to him and say, hey, Nick, uh, you only have five guys available tonight. And he'll kind of look up in the sky, rub his hands, and go, yeah. Yeah, I can make that work. And, and and you're talking about being in an industry where, you know, coaches want – coaches don't like that, right? Coaches like everything laid out. Right? They want to know what, what, what they have, what they have to work with. And, you know, they don't like surprises. And nothing phases this guy. Um, I think he's a great community. Well, first of all, he sees the game in real time. So he's, you know, he's on every single play. He's right there. Uh, he's got a great staff. They communicate extremely well, and, and I think the lines of communication with the players are exceptional. Because go back and think of the NBA Finals when, and, and think of all the people that laughed at this. When Nick Nurse says, "Hey, we're going box and one," right? People said, "Well, you know, people are like, what's this guy doing?" You know, Steph calls Steph Curry calls it a janky defense. I mean, everybody's laughing at this guy. Well, 
what are you laughing at? They won. <laughs> and it worked. But here's the catch. It doesn't work. This is not an easy thing to pull off in the NBA, and it doesn't work very often because a coach can't walk into a huddle and say, hey, let's do a box of one when guys have never done it. They haven't. They never practiced it. But he's got 100% buy-in. Right away, Kyle Lowry, leader of the team, says, let's do it. I'm in. I'll, everybody else follows suit. And, and, and that, I think, has been extremely special to watch, that the buy-in that Nick Nurse has from every single guy in that team. So he can, he can. He can, he can come up with something at the drop of a hat, and they'll all do it because they trust him. And he's, and he's proven that his ideas work. Give it a shot. Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't worry about the wins and losses. Uh, he really doesn't. He knows that they can win whatever the circumstances are. Uh, you can learn from every situation. He's going to take everything he learns, and when it matters, that's when you, that's when the wins and losses come, and that's in the playoffs, and uh, and, and that's what he gears up for. And, uh, honestly, j- as much fun as the team has been to watch, so is Nick Nurse. Well, let's hope we see them again this season, uh, Leo. We appreciate you coming on, and keep uh, you post a lot of videos of your pets. I got to say, my daughters and I over the weekend, I think you were sending out pictures of your dog and your cat fighting. We <laughs> we were transfixed. We couldn't get enough. Oh, hey, trust me, there's uh, there's plenty more in in the vault. <laughs> there's about 15 bouts a day that i got to kind of go through. <laughs> well, i got to tell you, everyone's going to be on social media because they can't leave the house. So social media, it's already huge, but uh, it's going to get even bigger. So uh, keep those coming. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Okay, thanks Stay Leo. safe. Uh, Leo Routens, what, what a remarkable story. Yeah, just incredible. And it puts... You know, obviously, he was, you know, there was a time when Leo Routens was the greatest basketball player to ever come out of Canada. There, you know, and it was actually quite a significant time. And he only gets there because he has that perspective of what his parents went through. And then now you can understand why nothing really bothers him, right? Because he just realizes that. And so sometimes we just need that perspective. And I'm so glad Leo was able to provide that for us. But yeah, please stay safe, stay home. Just read a book, find a book and read it. Yeah, don't hoard things. You get to spend time, see nature. That's Uh, right. If someone, uh, your neighbor comes over to ask if you need help, be nice to them. (laughs) Put on a badge. We should also mention uh, tonight, so we're taping on Monday, uh, the 16th. Tonight is the last Sports Center with Jay and Dan for a while. Uh, brought to you by McDonald's as well. We don't know when we're coming back exactly. It's a bit of a wait and see, a bit of a day to day situation. We'd like to keep doing the podcast. We're going to figure out how. Is that right? Christoph, am I speaking uh, somewhat coherently? We'd like to figure out a way to do it, and we probably we will, will figure we out. We will absolutely figure we, out. We a just way. need a little bit of time, so be patient. Bear with us. Keep checking. Continue to subscribe. If you don't subscribe, please subscribe, and uh, and we'll hopefully pop up on your podcast app, and uh, we'll be there for you throughout this. Because we, yeah, we plan to to keep going throughout the course of this, even if we're not doing the TV side of things. So. Yeah. And I can't wait to regale you with other stories of my mm, senior, the whole my podcast. The seniors, Dan in the seniors' home. And then, <laughs> this is Dan murdering that woman. Knock, knock. Hey, you want to go? 
<laughs> Dan stabs her with a no. short, blunt object. <laughs> nah, I could have taken her pretty easy. I wouldn't need any weapons. <laughs> Ruby could have taken her. So there you go, folks. Uh, thanks uh, for listening. Uh, See ya. Podcast. Bye. Bye. They're going home. to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at McDonald's.